Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Under Attack. Under Attack is from Sweden. They have released Fury of the Thunder God. This band is firing up to get the material played live and working off follow-up to this great album. And here is my interview with Under Attack. Hello, my friend. Your voice sounds low, a little low. Better? Better, much better. Oh, thank you. Do you hear yourself through my microphone? No, I do not. All right, great. I want to thank you for taking time to speak with me, my friend. Uh, There's no problem. Uh, Not doing anything particular today. How was the recording process for Fury at? Of the Ooh. Thunder God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't have any budget. We didn't have zero cash. And we, we were, how are we going to get the label? Because we did a demo and it, in the rehearsal room with the digital drumming and the shit. Uh, it was an electric kit, and a, but a real drummer though. But uh, we didn't have anything. The room sucked, and we, what the fuck are we going to do? So we um, just sat down and thought, and we have to do the best we can with the crap we have. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a very old building in a very crappy rehearsal room you know you can't put anything on the walls because they're crumbling uh, into pieces of the yeah uh, so so uh, but we we didn't have any money so we had to record the drums in that room uh, and we didn't have any drummer either because he uh, so uh, we had a friend uh, in the last minute, uh, had some spare time, and he uh, came in and uh, recorded it for us. So, um, and he he didn't he, he's not a drummer; he's a bass player. <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, so, so uh, I just remembered he played drums in the nineties in a band we had back then. So. Are you still able to do it? <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, really sweaty after these uh, sessions. So, uh, um, but uh, he, he he came through. <laughs> but but the sound was awful. Uh, so what are we gonna do? Yeah, uh, we went into Pro Tools and uh, made everything we could and. Uh, under the circumstances, it was quite all right, but I'm not really satisfied. So, but since then, we have made uh, two rooms uh, at my house uh, where we're gonna record uh, the next album. So, uh, and I think it's gonna be much better. Uh, it's just a finished building here, so uh, we have to make some adjustments to with some. Uh, uh, acoustics uh, and stuff, but uh, almost done. 
Uh, the, the, the guitars were no problem. I'm satisfied with those, uh, almost, uh, the, the sound. Yeah, the guitars are very driving, and, you know, uh, especially on the title track, the title track, yeah. um, the guitars are fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, will, I am a reverb guy, but uh, Nicholas is not, so he said, and <laughs> we, we, we should have them completely dry, no, no uh, wet effects at all. And uh, when I went into mixing, I said, oh, we have to have some. <laughs> if not, this is going to be very boring <laughs> to listen to. We have to have some space, right? Uh, the vocalist, uh, Lars, he, uh, he recorded his vocals at home. So he got a little home studio at home in Dalarna in Sweden. So he lives uh, quite a bit... Uh, Far, is far away from us, so we don't meet him that often. <laughs> but uh, he did what best he could. He was not a singer either. Uh, he just made some examples and uh, put on Facebook to promote his studio and uh, wanted to record some stuff. And uh, he sang in a uh, track they made. It was kind of basic. Right? 30 seconds or so when he sang and I said you can try this and he said oh, I'm not sure if I'm the person to do you yes you are <laughs> so uh, and he went in and I said you have to do uh, more helpful stuff <laughs> and he said oh shit. So, no no I can't do yes yes come on come on <laughs> and uh, yeah that's how meat grinders sound like does so i'm gonna push him further <laughs> yeah I, I think he's good so he can be better too um but that's what we did uh, and we didn't have any uh, bass player to play the bass line so we did it ourselves uh, so now we're trying to recruit so we we, I think we found a new bass player and a new drummer, so yeah, we are on a roll and uh, I think maybe we can do some live shows and stuff to promote the album too. I wanted to ask, how did the rep come to you for uh, the title track? Yeah, the title track, that is Nicholas' song. Uh, I have too much of uh, fury in me to make a slow song. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm a big fan of Man of War. And when he came with this to me, I said, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, uh, yeah, and he, he had everything planned out. He, 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 he recorded the vocals himself at first and then sent it to Lars and said, this is how it goes. So he was, he wrote the lyrics too. So he was very determined. This is how it's supposed to be. Another one of my favorite tracks is where the Axemen laughs. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that is an 
uh, quite an old song for me because I, I wrote this in 2016 uh, just before my son was born uh, and I didn't have any members so I sat and recorded and recorded and recorded and, uh, and we I arranged it a bit and uh, we had one member coming in and saying stuff and he left and uh, years went by and then Nicholas came and it was bang 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 and then we, and we recorded three songs in a couple of months and uh, yeah the results were better so <laughs> <laughs> it was better than I thought it would be so. what I track was the hardest to lay down in the studio to record so what? What was what track was the hardest for you guys to record? Oh, shit! Oh, uh, the hardest for me was "Stab with the Knife." It goes really fast. My right hand is not made for that stuff. Uh, it sounds weird because I was into black metal before, and it was uh, just very much uh, tremolo pickings and stuff. So. Uh, but the riff was not supposed to be played like that by me. Uh, and all down pickings, please, Niklas said. And I said, no, 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 that's not possible. Not for me. So I played by like I wanted and uh, didn't say anything. And uh, one day he came back by and said, hey, hey, it sounds a bit like, you know, Halloween from your guitar. What, what? How do you play it? And uh, well, yeah, I did it like this. <laughs> and he said, "Okay." <laughs> uh, but it was a bit too fast for me. To uh, uh, and I, uh, I tried a very long time before I pressed wreck. Yeah, just the first riff. And uh, and the uh, bridge, oh fuck, that was hard. <laughs> I, I don't play this, so uh, these type of things. So uh, it's like his guitar teacher too, <laughs> Nicholas. I also um, wanted to ask you: um, Were there any tracks that didn't make the cut for this album, and are they held back for a future release? If you do, uh, we had uh, fifteen tracks, I think. And um, two of them were just put into the trash. And we had saved one riff from one song. And there, uh, I think it was a cover too. And uh, we've, we changed our mind because it, did, it was not going to be any anything good about it because it was an old song right and we mm. couldn't uh, rehearse much with the drummer so this is not supposed to go be recorded with the metronome because the original band did not uh, and uh, we're gonna lose a lot of this uh, live feeling of it uh, I think it, we, we, we're going to destroy something good. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, 
we are thinking about something else now. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we are on the working schedule, so we have like seven tracks started for the next one right now. Not sure if all of those are going to come on the next album, but it's a good start, I think. I also want to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved. Yeah, uh, that is uh, Robert Augusgrove. He's an, he was a friend I met like 20 years ago or something. Uh, a bit weird guy I met on the pub. Then uh, I started talking to him. I found out he was not so weird. He was just a hard rocker. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, we, we went to his house I've done a fantastic painting he, he, he painted the Peace of Mind and uh, Fear of Dark albums in oil mm -hmm. on his wall and they were fucking fantastic it was the Fear of the Dark one I, I almost thought that the, the the Eddie from the painting was going to reach out and grab something. The eyes were furious, and I don't forget it. He has had a very, he's a very talented guy, and he's not satisfied ever. So he was not going to bring us crap. Right. Yeah. Uh, he got two extra abs. The Thunder God. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything because I don't care. He's extra strong or something. <laughs> yes. uh, and a smiling goat. I don't know if goats smile, but uh... <laughs> he did a good job. So I uh, I just gave him uh, the job and uh, paint something. He was supposed to pick it between the, the fuel and the Thunder God or. Uh, or the X-Man. Mm. Paint the serial killer in the woods with an axe or something. Uh, or uh, you have to pay the Thunder God. And he picked this. And um, it's the second job he done for me. Uh, he also done, did the cover for uh, my old band, Needhugger. It's a bit on hold for the moment. But uh, he did an album cover down there too. And uh, I like it. Uh, the background, especially it was mountains and stuff. And I thought maybe you can save this for the next two as a painting because they, they, it doesn't have to be many much details in the background. You're supposed to see what we focus on, and the rest just. I just wanted it not to be a black background. Right. Um, but he, he, this was good. It's a hang ah. hang, I hanged them on my wall, all of them. And he did an extra painting for me without ask, uh, me asking to have on the background. With just uh, mountains and uh, stuff. Uh, so the back of the CD is another painting too. And I wanted to ask you, how did this all start? What was what led to the beginning of Under Attack? 
what what was the question again? Um, take me back to the beginning. What? Oh yeah. Um, how did this become a reality? Yeah, we. I uh, my own bandmate from the band Stiggins and me, we had uh, ideas that didn't make the band. Uh, so uh, we uh, thought, okay, I'm going to take a study some courses in uh, audio engineering and uh, let's make something on the side. And we made it like a joke just to test stuff out. It sounded like crap, but uh, we released it anyway. And uh, I had a drummer in... Uh, the town of Nesjö, Sweden. He's from the band Carnivore, El Camino, and uh, he, he just used to play with. Uh, yeah, he um, came through and said, "I recorded drums." So uh, let's start it. So we did uh, two demos or something. Then we thought, "Nah, this is crap." So Gustav left, and uh, me and Matthias uh, got another few other members to play a third demo, which was better. And uh, we featured on the compilation CD, as a cover mount CD for a Metal Hammer issue, with the song uh, Wither in Darkness. It was more Venom than uh, it was uh, except... Uh, 80s metal, it was more mm. rough and uh, not so tight and uh, yeah and uh, I was the lead guitarist and I couldn't play that I didn't take it this seriously back then uh, after this I thought uh, no, everyone lives away from me no one lives where I live so uh, I had to dissolve the complete lineup. So I was for myself, rest writing songs, and then uh, Niklas moved back to our town. So I uh, grabbed hold of him and said, we have to do this. And he listened to the songs and said, of course, I have some songs too. And uh, we go. <laughs> yes, good. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to think that the band started in 2013 or whatever because it didn't well it was not a band it was more like a, a hobby it was nothing serious it was just for fun it could be in anything um, now we want to do something with this and we want to do better than we had we have done now so and if we can get a full lineup again we want to do more and more and more yeah uh, oh, i have not thought my entire future through but i want this to be something i can look back at and be proud of and I'm not there yet, but I will be, <laughs> I think. And I also want to ask you if you could speak on your musical development. At what age did you begin? 
oh shit. I was 10, I think, when I got my first acoustic guitar. Uh, but it didn't last. It was not fun. I wanted the distortion and uh, the speaker or something so I can rock, you know. Mm. So when I was 12, we, I got this sheep strat thing and uh, some courses. It didn't last either. I think I was like 14 or something. I went to a, a music store with my grandfather and I said, uh, I want this on down payment. I told them to do the store. And they said, okay. <laughs> no. I was like uh, 13 or 14 or something. I came home and my parents were, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> uh, well, I paid uh, three times. Uh, for this uh, amplifier, and uh, I saved everything. I didn't do anything for three months. I saved every penny and paid it for. So they bought a new guitar for me. And then uh, I went into the rehearsal rooms with some friends and uh, played some death metal, and uh, that was the start. Well, the, and along that journey, what do you feel has been the best advice that has been given to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was an old uh, guitar teacher for me. He worked with the rehearsal rooms back then when I was young. And he said, oh, never fake it. Never. <laughs> it... it you go, it, it's very transparent. Never fake anything. Only play stuff that you can play. And uh, I still remember it. So uh, everything is not perfect. I know, but uh, there are stuff I wanted to play, especially on the solos part uh, where I wanted to do something else. And I couldn't play what I wanted. So I still rehearse it by myself until I can. So it mm. didn't happen and uh, I had to do something else. So uh, there are some stuff very similar to each other. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And I also wanted to ask you, what track on the album is your personal favorite to play? Uh, I think it's Meat Grinder. Uh, Meat Grinder was the song that we had something to do with every one of us. Uh, Lars uh, also was involved with the writing. The only track he was uh, credited to, I think. Uh, he wrote The Bridge. Um, the melody and that uh, spawned uh, the solo part from Nicholas and uh, I wrote the opening track and the chorus I think and we wrote some lyrics together but even though I wrote the lyrics everyone helped out more and uh, you can hear I, I feel more uh, 
the uh, feeling of a band when I listen to this. And, uh, also, his vocals are so fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, well, I think that's the one. Uh, and maybe Burning Metal. I think, yeah. And as a songwriter, is there a song that you've heard that you wish you would have written? Oh, yeah. There are many of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, they are uh, uh, a big bunch of Iron Maiden songs on the Judas Priest that I accept. I can uh, count songs for a day or something, but there are some other. There uh, are a band in Gothenburg called Ram, and uh, I think they are absolutely amazing. Um, they on the on the debut full length album, uh, they had a song called Infuriator. I wish I wrote that for this band. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I told them uh, it's awesome. And yeah. I also wanted to ask you: yeah. is um, is there a, a site or a place that uh, you can order a physical copy or gain merchandise from the band? Uh, we have a Bandcamp page. Uh, we only have the CD right now, but uh, we will print stuff further on the cd is also available uh, several stores worldwide if you search to google uh, something a local where you can buy it and uh we talked about a little bit um about uh getting a full lineup and doing some shows I wanted to ask, is that the next step for the band, or will the next step be the actual recording of the next album? Uh, we're working on both right now. We, me and Niklas are writing uh, on the schedule, and uh, we're trying out the bass player, and uh, we're going to meet a potentially new drummer on Monday. So let's hope for the best. And we're gonna do continue writing uh, on the side, on the side, while we rehearse with new members. So we're not gonna put anything on hold just to do a few live shows, uh, because we're gonna make a you know, new album too. Uh, so uh, there are two goals. And I also, lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Well, you 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 are never too old. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are in the forties, uh, which means that all our friends are too, and everyone have waited with uh, 
until now to get kids and stuff. So every no one has time to do this that we know. Or they are already playing several bands with them already. So uh, it's very hard to get the new members. Uh, but uh, you're never too old to do this. But I mean, Nico McBrain is 71 and he's still on stage. With Iron sure. Man. So it's not an age thing. If you want to do this, uh, do it. Because we have to fill the gaps when all the legends are gone. There's never going to be any new Iron Maiden or Metallica or whatever. Then the big bands are going to disappear, but we can still make good music. Never sit. Throw your video games away and buy a guitar. Sure. Buy a drum kit. Just play. Never stop. You can't play what you want. Oh, practice. And uh, one day you will. Yeah, I think that's a great message because uh, <laughs> you're right. The gatekeepers aren't going to be around forever. Um, a lot of bands are on their final tours as we speak. Yeah, I think so. I watched that Iron Maiden yesterday, and uh, uh, they're still okay. It sounds good, but Nico is old. We had Steve Harris throw his drum sticks into the audience. I don't think he had uh, any strength left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I had the pleasure... I, I hope they make another tour, but you never know. It could yeah, be. I had the pleasure of seeing them with the number of the Beast tour open up for Priest, the uh, Screaming for Vengeance tour. Yeah. One of the best concerts I ever have been to. Yeah. The, I still remember my first two. I was like 15 you know, when I was the, the X Factor tour. Mm. Like 500 people in the audience or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, the opening band was My Dying Bride and everyone was pointing fingers. <laughs> it, it didn't fit in at all. And uh, uh, But I still remember the magic because the, the band stuck in my head and I, can't, I couldn't forget them. And I want people to make music so some other 15-year-old kid can come and feel what I felt. Sure. And I don't care if it's something other than what I... Something else. It, it doesn't have to be something I personally enjoy because that feeling can come to anyone. It could be a different genre or anything. But they have to make new music. Humans have to do this because we can't rely on computers because then we will have crap to listen to. Absolutely. The raw talents have to survive. So. Well, I wanted to thank you, my friend, for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. 
Yeah, thanks for showing with the interest. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, good things are coming ahead. It looks like you're on the right path. Getting yeah, the puzzle you. pieces together, I think once they're together, there's yeah. nothing but upside. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I think, I think I the next one's too. Yeah, I think the next one will be uh, we'll blow this one out of the water and I enjoyed this one from top to bottom. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll always stop you thinking yourself that this was maybe not as good as the rest of it, but uh, uh, you're always going to think like that. <laughs> Uh, that's how you make something better next time. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you again, my friend. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, uh, you too. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.